Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. And I know I remember doing the Leaving Cert. I genuinely do remember doing it. I remember the day I got my results. It's an exciting day. We had to go to the school. At the time, there was no online, of course, no internet in those days. I'm 57, for God's sake. We had to go into the school, and the results were posted up on a big board, which was really awkward if you think about it now. I don't know whether that's done anymore. On a big board, and they had everyone's names with all your results, and you had to write them down. So I could see everybody else's as well and see who failed what. We didn't have points in those days. There was no CEO. CAO. So we didn't have points. And the Irish Times Results Help Desk uh, will operate from 12 midday today to answer readers' queries on results and college and further education applications. So if you need any help at all, they do have a help desk. There's numerous help desks around, but the Irish Times seems to be very good on the Irish Independent and are doing a good Q&A as well at the moment, if anyone's interested in that. Leaving set results have climbed to a record high with a sharp increase in the number of students securing top grades, which is good news. The stronger outcome... Now, Actually, it's kind of good news, and I'll tell you why it might be bad news too, because it's like a currency, and it's like property values. So when the points go up, or when the grades go up, so do the CAO requirements. Anyway, the stronger outcomes are set to lead to further jump in CAO points for college courses and may fuel concern over grade inflation and the integrity of the grades. The State Examinations Commission, however, said it stood over the validity of this year's results, which are due to be re- uh, released to 61,000 students today. It said they were uh, the result of a combination of changes amid at prioritising fairness for this year's students due to school closures. They include an unprecedented twin-track system, which allowed students to choose written exams, accredited grades based on teachers' estimates, or indeed both, a combination of both, as students automatically gained the higher of the two results. New figures show the results overall are 2.6% ahead of the 2020 record-breaking results. These, in turn, were 4.4% ahead of the 2019 exam, which is substantial. However, the scale of the increase is greater in top grades across the higher-level subjects. In higher-level maths, for example, the proportion of students securing a top H1 grade jumped from 8.6% last year to 15.1% this year. That's a 75% increase. Wow. A lot, of, a lot of mathematicians out there, isn't there? That'll, that'll look, that's got to be good for all the science subjects. It's got to be good for technology as well. Anyway, they, um, I want to know how you get on. I want to know how your kids get on. Uh, let's not call them kids. You're young adults. How they get on. Maybe they're in the car with you now. You've just secured your grades. Let us know. Send us a text. The number is 87 a WhatsApp or text. And we give them a congratulations on the air if you like. You can come on the air. You can put them on the air. Even though they're under the age of 18, they can come on and talk about their leaving cert. That's okay. Most of them will be under 18 anyway. 87 But the real question is, how important is the leaving cert for your career? Because I'm looking at a list here. Niall Horan, Ronan Keaton, Johnny Depp, Katy Perry, Nicolas Cage, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, Cameron Diaz. These are all kind of actors, aren't they? Tom Cruise, Charlize Theron, Quentin Tarantino, Kate Winslet, Charlie Sheen. Although you wouldn't like your kid growing up like Charlie Sheen. Uh, Nicole Kidman, none of them. All, they all dropped out of school. A lot of rich people, a lot of successful people, a lot of wealthy people, a lot of talented people dropped out of school. So don't, you know, I mean, if today you didn't get the results you wanted, please don't get upset. You did your best. And what you have will stand you well. You can probably do a PLC, you can do something else, or maybe you are very talented in some other field and it might not necessarily be academia. 
So don't get concerned if you didn't do as well as you thought you might do. And if you did better than you thought you might do, well done to you as well. And the number is 087-188-0008. I want to know if you believe the Leaving Cert is really that important. Is it that important for your career? So many people have done well without these exams, by the way. The number is 087-188-0008. Let me go to Paul. Paul, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Paul? How are you doing, Noel? Very well, thanks. Yourself? Good. Now, Paul, did you do your Leaving Cert? I didn't. Right. I did no exams in school whatsoever. No, I left at 15. And uh, back in the 80s, as you you would well know, like <clears throat> there was really no incentive to go to college back then. I mean, you would have to do very well in your leaving cert to go to college. And uh, did you oh, did you you went into secondary school? Camp. You went into secondary school. Did oh, you? I did absolutely. So, yeah. But then you would have yeah. done a group cert, wouldn't you? Yeah, I was in the group cert class, but I didn't do it I right okay. beforehand. So I left at 15 and went and got an ANCO course at the time. Okay. And uh, I remember, yeah, so, I remember ANCO and Manpower. Yeah. Remember Manpower before that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's now called Solace. Brings back memories. And yeah. in, Intrio, I think, isn't it, nowadays, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, although I did, never did any exams, I've never been out of work since I was 15 years of age, bar a space of three months any given time. And uh, rather than being the dole, I just went and continued on doing ANCO or FOSS courses. Mm. So and, what do you um, do for a living, Paul? I'm a funeral director now. Oh, okay. Right, that's yeah. an interesting job. <laughs> I tell you, it's a job for life. Yes, yes. <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> it's one that it certainly... I, I mean, th- I always thought it was an interesting business, by the way, being involved in, uh, you know, being a funeral director or being involved in, uh, as an undertaker, whatever it happens to be. It's mm-hmm. a business that doesn't change as such, unless the population grows. Um, yeah. It doesn't really yeah. change. It's this kind of same business. Like It's not like, you know, oh, we're having a busy period <laughs> or we're having a busy time. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of the same all the time because I think on average 30,000 people in this country die every year. And that's it then. That's your business. You know what yeah. I mean? Basically, yeah. And it's guaranteed yeah. business. <laughs> that's the well, one. People, people's, um, people's desires change and what they want for the funeral, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, once upon a time, you know, well, going back well before my time, you would arrive into a funeral directors, you'd stand at the counter, say, I want a coffin to go to Dean's Grange Cemetery, and you'd hand over your money, and then they'd give you the horse and cart, and off you go. But now, like, its requirements are very more so that people want um, specific things for the loved ones, which is... It's all know, very complicated now, because you get planning permission to get graves opened, and all this kind of stuff done, and and, you, and it's all quite expensive as well, by the way. I mean, the yeah, average yeah, funeral yeah. now is, what, five grand, is it? Uh, yes, absolutely. There, thereabouts, and that, and the biggest sometimes the biggest costing of it is the grave. I mean, you'll pay from anything from uh, well, from four thousand up to thirty five. What happens if you know? Well, I, I'm, I'm wondering about this. What happens if you know money? And I'm sure a lot of people die with no money. Yeah. So, yeah, does, so, does, so does, what happens if if Mary comes to you and Paddy has died, and and she hasn't got a bean? What happens? Um, well, does it, an arrangement can be made to pay yeah. over a period of time. Yeah. Uh, if, the, if the family are able to do that. If there's absolutely no money whatsoever, there is a government scheme which goes through. There's a certain funeral director in Dublin who has a, a contract with the government that okay. the government look after, but it's very basic. Right, know. okay. Yeah. But you yeah. get a plot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay, okay. But well, it's a very basic, very basic funeral, you know, no, no frills type of thing. Yeah, no cars, no, no. the cemetery, yeah. you know, for, yeah. for the burial, and that, that's basically... No, well, that's I mean, well, at least it's dignified anyway. It is, absolutely. Yeah. But that's at the extreme end of things, and that, you know, normally, like, a funeral director would never see anyone short if they, if they could help it, like, and, we, you know, you try to keep costs down as, as much as you can for families. And, and, and the business you know, has changed as well, that a lot of people now are getting cremated, which would have been unusual many years ago. It's, it's more common now, I suppose. Absolutely. I mean, when I started in the business, there was about 
maybe 20-25% and now there's, it's nearly reaching 40% of cremations. Oh right, so, so nearly oh. half the amount of people now are getting cremated? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be my choice probably as yeah. well. And is, is cremation cheaper? It is. Right, because yeah. you, yeah. you don't need a plot obviously. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, so. The average ring from about, about 640 euro for cremation. Oh, that's that's really yeah. handy, isn't it? Yeah, because you don't have a car to bring you anywhere. Yeah, that's, sorry, yeah, that's the crematorium, but then you have other the other stuff on top. Yeah, of that, of course, yeah. Okay, but look, the point is, again, there's a skill in every business. There's a knack to every business. I mean, in your business, you have, you're dealing with people who are suffering from massive grief and loss, mm-hmm. and and knowing how to understand people and deal with people in a dignified manner. All that takes. They're all talents. They're all skills. Every job has a skill and a talent. But do you re- do you regret not doing your leaving cert? No. Not okay. at all. Okay. You know, I was never going to be a rocket scientist. So I knew that. And uh, maths was never my forte. So algebra to me was just over my head completely. I was never going to do well in maths. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did good in, in other subjects and that. But um, no, I don't regret it. I have no, no regrets. Like, I mean, I look at my life now and uh, I'm doing what I wanted to do. I've always, from the time I was a teenager, believe and this might sound strange to people, a lot of people, but from the time I was a teenager, my friends always said it to me when I, when I started doing this 18 years ago. They said, you always wanted to be a funeral director. Because I love people. Did you have an I obsession loved, with death? I, I loved it. No, no. I just <laughs> love people and I love to help people where yeah. I can. And I thought this would be the ideal, uh, the ideal career for you. To be able to help. Yeah, and and it is, yeah. And it situation. does help people at a very difficult time. And, yeah. and by the way, do you think there's too much focus on the leaving cert? Uh, I think so. But on the other hand, as I was saying to your researcher, um, it's, there's so much competition out there for college. Uh, but I, I do feel that, um, as the other gentleman you were speaking to before me, who's going off on holiday, said, um, maybe maybe a review of your how you're getting on throughout the year should be a better way of, of doing things to, for a point system for people of course, yeah. to be able to go to college rather than just sit people down on an exam where they have to forget half the stuff they've learned throughout the year. Well, that seems to be the way it's heading because COVID yeah. has kind of forced them into that situation. So that, that, so that seems to be the way it's headed. And I think it's a much fairer system. I for everybody. So. Absolutely. Because mm. I think, I mean, you could be the best student in your class in, in regards to being a nice person, doing as a teacher tells you, listening and focused. Yeah, yeah, effort. yeah. And, and then when it comes to an exam, you, you might forget everything. You might, be, you might be nervous. You might be, you know, anything can happen at that time. And you or or the, one, the, two, the one or two little things that you don't remember, the stuff that happens to come up. Yeah, and that Absolutely. can be the way it is sometimes. Yeah. You know, everything yeah. that you've studied for doesn't come up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so it should be done on a review system, I think. Okay. And, and, you know, appoint people's uh, points then and that. Because it's very unfair at the end. Like, as you said, you know, when you... When you did yours, you had to go and look at the wall and see who did what. And so yeah. everybody knew. Yeah, it was different. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hard. Like, they wouldn't be able to do that now with GDPR and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, all right. Well, listen, thank, well, I appreciate you coming on the air. And, and it's good to know. I mean, look, you followed your dream. That was your dream. That was what you wanted to do. You love working with people, and particularly in the, the career that you've chosen. And you'd know... Um, I suppose, when I say formal education, you had no exams behind you. So it just no. goes to show you, you can get what you want without actually having all of that. I mean, exactly. you can help. Well, my, my, attitude was, um, my attitude was that any job I went into, like I just knock on doors basically and I yeah. and say, give me a chance. You're a grafter. Myself, You're a grafter. I'll prove myself and I'll, give you the, I'll, I'll prove myself to you. And okay. people say, well, okay, we'll give you the opportunity and never let me down. All right, I've, I've actually, lately I've, I've become a little bit addicted to Coronation Street, so I've been watching um, Todd and your man in the in the Undertakers quite a lot. <laughs> Listen, thanks very much, Paul. Appreciate it. Let me go to Caleb. Caleb, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Caleb? Hi, Niall. Thanks very much for having me on. Good. Now you did the leaving cert. 
Yeah, and I just received my results there today. Actually. Are you happy? I'm delighted now. Yeah. Good. Like, congratulations. Thanks. So, what's your plan? Have you got a pl- Did you did you kind of get what you required or what you were planning on getting for your options? Yeah. So obviously, we've seen a lot of headlines about points inflating and things like that. So you, I don't think any student can be a hundred percent sure. Okay. We're waiting for um, college offers are coming out on Tuesday too. So although we all have our results now, we're, 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 there's still a bit of a wait for us to see if we're going to college. But uh, definitely, like I was, um, I, I was kind of, I, I kind of had a bracket that I was hoping to get a bit in, and I, I, I hit the upper end of it. So I was really happy now. Delighted. But see, see, this is the problem, you know, for students that you set your, you, you set your point. Now I, I don't really understand the point system, but let's say you set your, your heart on 550 points for a certain mm-hmm. course uh, that you know was 550 last year. And you get your points and then all of a sudden people have done so well that that particular course then moves to 620. Exactly. And you're going, oh, God. It's my all boy. supply and demand. It yeah, is. It's like a currency, it. isn't it? Yeah, completely. So that's the kind of situation I'm in at the minute where I'm, I've, I've got enough for my course, let's say the entry points last year, but because of the, ex, the, the surplus in, the, in demand this the year. The rate inflation, I, I, yes. I just, I just can't be sure. Yeah, well, there was, there was, it was a massive increase, a 15.1% increase this year, particularly in maths and higher level maths, which mm. is going to make a big difference, of course, to some of those yeah. CAO courses. So what do you plan on doing, Caelan? What's the career choice? Um, I'm hoping to study political science, okay. some form of political science. And I'm, I'm living in Limerick myself, but I'm hoping to move up to Dublin. So Trinity, UCD and DCU have brilliant courses, so I'm hoping right. to move up soon. And the, and the financial aspect of that, that's going to kill you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been I've, I've been tucked away in in a little bar down in Clare for the summer, working away. Good man, um, stockpiling a few quid, have you? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I've been saving it so that I that I could cover myself for the first month or two up in Dublin anyway, and then once I get up there, hopefully I'll I'll, I'll find myself some sort of job. But up there at the minute, it's crazy. I've been. I've never spent so much time on Daft.e in my life. Oh, my oh God. I know, I know. It's um, a minefield. And Caelan, so, when you did the leave Cert, by the way, can I ask, and yeah. you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but did you choose to take the um, calculated grades or to do the leaving Cert or a bit of both? What did you do? Yeah, so we were, we, I, I felt we were quite lucky this year that we, got, we could pick the option of one or the other or we could go with both. So I sat, um, I did seven higher level subjects. And I Fair play to you. That, that was a big ask, by the way. That was a yeah, big. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Was, yeah, it was. It was definitely with, with COVID and everything. It was. A, it was a difficult enough one. But uh, did your parents say, "Are you sure, Caleb? Are you sure, Caleb?" <laughs> yes, they did. And I had a teacher or two asked me to, but um, it was. It was good. Like I, I was blessed now with school with John the Baptist Community School in Limerick. They were um, great school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am. Um, I yeah. I sat five out of my seven as exams, and then I took the rest as the credit grades. Well done to you. That was that was a great achievement, Caelan. Fair play to you. And I'm, and, and you get what you want. Do you think there's too much focus nowadays on exams? Say, you spoke to Paul. I spoke to Paul there before the break, and um, you know he got his chosen career without. He didn't do any exams mm-hmm. in school. And mind you, that was back in the eighties. In my day as well, it was the kind of same situation. Most kids didn't go to college when I was uh, leaving the class. Only the rich kids went to college. But, I mean, when we look at the amount of wealthy people around the world and successful people around the world, a lot of them didn't go to college. They made their own jobs, they made their own wealth. I mean, are, are we focusing too much on CAO and leaving cert when there's so many kids out there who would be great electricians, carpenters, could go for apprenticeships? Are we, are we focusing too much on the academia? I think there's, um, there's the big question is around relevance. So, like, I'll give you an example. Like, obviously, I'm hoping to study political science. But I... I didn't touch on anything in regard to political science or civic education in an exam setting for my leaving cert at all and I wasn't given the option. Like, you definitely hit the nail on the head there. Like, some of the people 
you know, that, that my generation in particular look up to and read about. Like, I have two books here sitting beside me, Elon Musk and Matthew McConaughey. Neither of them really went to college. And mm-hmm. both are too well-established and well-recognized. They looked up to men in, in, in society from my... Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think in terms of the examination that we have now, like, I think this year's, the 2021, the way it was structured, was a lot better than we've ever seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of two-tiered approach, because at the end of the day, not everyone learns the same. Like I, no, I there's there's many kids out there. I mean, yeah. you mentioned Elon Musk, of course, who I believe has Asperger's, uh, and so does Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. actually from Facebook as well. And many people, actually, they say that many people who are quite successful have traits of Asperger's because Asperger's, of course, makes you focus very much mm-hmm. on one individual thing. But like, there are many kids out there, say like you know Johnny, who might not be the most academic person in the world, might never be good at maths or science or anything like that. But he's brilliant with his hands, and he can make a table or a chair or you know or build something. Do you know something? Like that? And we're not, yeah. we're not really, you know, yeah, and I, I'd agree embracing with you. that. Yeah, I think there is a, there's definitely a, a somewhat of a stigma um, around the likes of, of post leaving their courses, the PLCs, and and going on for apprenticeships. Like if we look at the statistics, like there's um, out of the, the 80-something thousand that have applied to the CIO, I think it was only 10,000 applied or less 8,000 applied for level 6 and level 7 courses, which would be more hands-on and, and, yeah. and then as well with the PLCs and, and the apprenticeships. But I think they're great. Like I, As much as I, I, I fault the government, I think Simon Harris has done um, a good job in terms of incentivizing apprenticeships and bringing the awareness around it a lot. More. Yeah, I think so. I think I think we need to do that. Or in ten years' time, we'll have no plumbers, no electricians, yeah. no carpenters. Yeah. And, and and that's the thing; they've got major high value to, to absolutely and, and on our everyday. Life, make, and so can make. So I have a friend of mine is, is an electrician, and he makes a yeah. substantial amount of money. Yeah. So I mean, these yeah, these yeah. these can be very qualified people too. And he has his own business now, where he has other people working for him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you can make quite a lot of money. Yeah, and I think it, it's down to relevance. Like, uh, yeah. like, like I said, like with the political science is just one example. But um, I think it's across the board. And I think, like with the CAO system, I, I suppose to, to yourself and anyone else who might be confused, what happens is is that students can sit as many subjects as they like, but that to add up the points that they'll get to put into the system, um, they pick your top six results. So regardless if I did 20 subjects, which I would hope not, and I did seven. What's the average? Eight is the average, isn't it? Eight is the average. Kind of seven, eight is the average around what people would do. Um, But that that is your top six. So I I think it should be honed down to more relevance. And I think we're seeing a lot more in the last few years. The relevance of subjects like sports science was a big trend about three or four years back in terms of the CAO. And it's definitely something with a lot higher points. And now we've actually incorporated and trialled a new subject at Leaving Cert level for exams that I actually just received my results for there in physical education as an examination. And I think that's the type of trends that we need to follow. Is like, are, you, are, you, are you the sporty type, Caelum, yeah? Um, I definitely, when I was younger, definitely. I, I played yeah. county football for a good while. I loved the running, and PE was kind of a, a no-brainer for me when it came to sitting at Leaving Cert. Yeah. But it was the first year that it was an exam, so... No one knew what to expect, but I have to say... I. What I do they do in a PE exam, by the way? I mean, what's it, when did they get yeah. you to run up and down, up and down the gym no, a few no, times? I, I think that's what, that's what <laughs> my, my, my mother and dad had when I, when I first... Climb a rope there, will you? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm so assuming it's was, about the theory behind the human body and about yeah, the joints exactly, and everything and else. Yeah, yeah. A, a large part of it was um, projects. So you'd focus in on... You'd pick a sport and you'd focus in on a specific skill and... You'd learn all the biology and the biomechanics behind it and mm-hmm. the theory behind it. Really, really interesting stuff and really touching more and preparing people who are going down that line of a degree 
in Yeah, I mean, and absolutely. And you could go for a career in sports injury, for example, or that kind of exactly. stuff as well. Well, listen, it's been wonderful talking to you. Uh, just before you go, Thank do you believe much. the Leaving Cert is the be-all and end-all? Well, I'll tell you, when I opened up my results today at 10am on the computer, uh, I wasn't hit with this mad euphoria that I was going to take over the world. It was, um, it was, that, it was just a pure relief and kind of realising how much unnecessary stress and anxiety I'd put in to get the results. So um, I think there's definitely better ways to do it. And from yeah. my opinion, in the last two hours and maybe 30 minutes, I don't think it's to be all and end all. But we'll wait till Tuesday to answer that one. OK, well, listen, good luck, and I hope you get the course you want, Thanks all right? And congratulations once again, Caleb. all yeah. right? There you go, there's Caleb. Uh Did quite well. Ha- very happy man. Hopefully he gets the course he wants, if, of course the inflation or the grade inflation doesn't happen that they predict is going to happen, by the way, because so many people did so well this year. So what happens is, in case you didn't know that, the more people that do well, the more points are needed for the courses. So if a kid bases on last year's CAO points, say if he needed 550 to be, I don't know, if you wanted to get into politics or political science or whatever it is, this year that course could jump to 620. Or Do you understand what I'm saying? So it can go up. The more people who who qualified to get that course, the, the higher the points go then because obviously they can't fit everybody into the course. Anyway, the number is 87 Is the leaving cert the be-all and end-all? As you heard and quite rightly point out, many wealthy people, successful people around the world have never done their leaving cert. Many of them dropped out of college or high school or whatever part of the world they happen to be in and they made their own work. They made their own job. They made their own wealth and their own business. Is it the be-all and end-all? So for all those students out there today who didn't do as well, and there will be students who will be very disappointed today, pick yourself up, don't worry about it, brush yourself down, and think to yourself, I'm going to do well in life. Nicole Kibben, as I said, dropped out of college, or not college, she says they dropped out of school, didn't even do her, kind of leaving start stroke, whatever it is in the United States, to pursue her career in acting. Quentin Tarantino dropped out of school as well. He said he could do a better job educating himself on VHS tapes which he did, and then later became one of the most famous directors in the world. Um, looking at this, uh, Michael, look at these people who dropped out of college even. Michael Dell, Dell Computers, dropped out of college. Steve Jobs, dropped out of college. Julian Assange, dropped out of college. Bill Gates, attended Harvard for two years, but then dropped out to build what would become Microsoft. Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of Harvard and then founded Facebook, of course. He's the second, third wealthiest man in the world. Um, and uh, we mentioned many more. So, what I'm saying to anybody today who didn't do as well as you thought you might or should have done, it's not the end of the world. There are so many successful people in the world who didn't even get a college degree, didn't even get a college course, didn't even get as far as the leaving cert. Graeme, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Graeme? I'm doing pretty good now. How are you getting on? Good. Well, look, it's a good day for the kids who did the leaving cert, well, the young adults, should I say, because you know the results were good today. But in some way, that's a bad thing for them because, of course, that pushes the CAO points even higher, the requirements even higher again for Tuesday. So um, it's going to be a difficult day for people, isn't it? Um, depending on the student, it can be. Absolutely, of course. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I'm teaching myself. So um, of this, I know a special class teacher on it. Um, four of my students doing their leaving cert this year and they've all come. I'm reasonably sure, given because I know what they were looking, what they applied for and all that kind of business, they've all got what they wanted. That's and good. So if, if any of them are listening, congratulations to them. I won't be mentioning names, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I'm very proud of them. Um, but obviously that isn't the experience for everybody. But as it comes back to your initial point, like, of course it's not to be on and end all of it. It will feel like that today. And, you know, is there to too much focus on it? Radio is not going to change someone's feelings today. No, I know, I know. But, 
But it, but yeah. is but it, is, is there is there too much focus on it? <sighs> there can yes, but I mean, if you are the eighteen, nineteen, seventeen year old doing it, and it is the focus of your life, or at least it has been for you know recent times, so I can understand there being that much focus and that pressure and stuff like that. Um, it becomes less and less so the further they're past it now and the further you move past it it becomes less and less of a thing but, I, but I've noticed this clearly over the last 25 years when we moved from what was I suppose essentially the industrial revolution towards the technological revolution which now requires well it seems to require more education but that education in itself is being harvested from children from the age of 12 online so they're, they're educating themselves as well uh, whereas that's something we didn't really do we didn't unless we made a trip to the library we didn't really educate ourselves at all we waited for school teachers and mum and dad to do it nowadays people are educating themselves too aren't they? They are but I mean like the examples you get and obviously those are examples that hopefully to inspire students and understand that look very much 100% even if you don't become world famous at whatever even, and that vast majority of people, obviously, the leaving cert is still not to be all named all things. I mean, I did my own leaving cert. Between my pre's and my leaving cert, I dropped over 100 points entirely mm. because I sat in the arse and did nothing because thought, I thought I was, I had a higher opinion of myself than I should have had. Mm. Um, I still probably do. But, um, again, at the time when I checked my results, I was distraught. But I still ended up I couldn't be happier in the career I'm in. Which Graeme, does the whole education system need to be looked at? I mean, we're using... No. Uh, okay, the, the system evolves and it does change, right? Yes, okay. But, but we are using a system which is quite an old system, right? In some sense where kids go to a classroom from a certain time to a certain time for a certain amount of the year and then they're given an exam, right? And that's the kind of system we've been using. And there are so many kids. We are. But, 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 but let me but, finish. There's so many kids who are not being encouraged and their, what, their main assets and their skills and talents are not being embraced because there are kids that are saying, oh, I should really go to college because every other kid is going to college. Whereas really that kid is probably better off doing an apprenticeship. He might be really skilled with his hands, be a great uh, mechanic or a great carpenter or something else or an artist or whatever it happens to be. Are we actually embracing the talents that children have? Is it possible in a very large, unwieldy system to be that individually centred? Um, I'm not going to say it's impossible. Is it exceptionally difficult? It is. Is the education we have, a system that we have, which is dramatically underfunded, I won't go off on this tangent, but mathematically it is, we contribute the less in percentage of our GDP to um, education as a whole than any other country in the OECD, and our education system ranks. It's not the best. Is it very, very high up there? And it is. That doesn't mean it can't get better. I mean, it's, uh, I forget who's the same, but every day is a learning day. And that's corny coming from a teacher and all that kind of stuff. But it's true. So we should never be happy with the system. The whole do, do you believe every... Okay, do you believe... Is there a fairness? I mean, the Constitution gives everyone an entitlement to an education. But do you believe that every oh, well, child... I can, I can and, pick some holes in that straight away. Well, we could all... Given I've, the context I've, in which I own teach, uh, every student should be uh, entitled to an appropriate education. Something like all my students, that involves um, access to a special class and they can't get those classes because there aren't enough because schools don't set them up because the minister doesn't use their authority to make them. Well, we look, we, we, we did have some parents on, on over the last two or three days. I don't know whether you heard, Graham, we had parents on who had children with special needs and how difficult that they were finding it to get places in school. And I know exactly. exactly but, but uh, and to be honest with you, when we talk about children with special needs, and particularly on the autism spectrum, again, to mention that many of the famous people that we know in the world who have been extremely wealthy are on the spectrum. And, and that has been well noted. But, but in saying that, do you think every child, or certainly generally speaking, I'm not saying every, there's always going to be exceptions and a, and a few hundred exceptions probably in this country. But do you think most children are given uh, the same opportunities? 
most, I mean, most is 51%. Yes. Um, enough? No. I mean, are the majority of students given the opportunity? They are. But I mean, there's like even things like if people say we have free education. What about uh, voluntary and inverted commas contributions? Mm-hmm. They exist again because of the aforementioned underfunding that I was saying a second ago. There's, no one should pay the voluntary. Convert- but there's been calls for them to be abolished for years. But look. Yeah, it's still there. Schools still ask for because schools literally, and they're not doing it because they want to. They don't have the money. But I, but I have, I have no objection to the voluntary contributions. Uh, and if people happen to be I wealthy, I want to donate a few quid towards their local school. As long as that student of those parents is not treated any better than the student who can't afford it. Oh, completely. Look, personal opinion. And there's a lot of people disagree with this one. There should be a single public school system funded by everybody. Mm-hmm. And it should be equally funded and sufficiently funded. Let's say work out what the, you want the best education system, work out what the average funding percentage-wise is the top 10 education systems and work out the percentage of their GDP that they put towards education and do the same. Because we're well below it, even though our system performs far above it. That should happen. Personal opinion, all private schools should be privately funded, 100% of them, every cent. Yep, yeah, but stay there just a second because Jerry, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Jerry? Hey, Dan, happy Hi. Friday. Good, happy Friday to you. Jerry, you believe that, you know, you don't need college, but it does help. So, in other words, it, it helps to have the leaving cert, obviously. It helps to have the, the education, but well, it's not necessary, as far as you're concerned. No, it's, it's definitely not necessary. It, it's proof that you can learn. So, it's, it's proof that you have the ability to be able to learn something. That's all degrees are, and certs from school are. Like I, I went to college late in life, I was 33, but that was more just to change career than, mm-hmm. than, than, than I needed it. So I was already working away as, as a, you know, I used to work in print factories, but they're dying, of course. But, uh, right. So, so I went to college, and I'm not in the job that I went to college for, but when you go into any job, you say, have you got a degree? Yep, that's proof you can learn. So on you go to the next stage. If you so know, it proves that you have the ability to learn something new. Yes. Yeah, you know, you're not, you're not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to use on you. Yeah, no, no, I, I know, I know, I know where you're going, but and but there's so many, and, and I'm sure Graham will clarify this. There are so many children who go into courses um, just because mum and dad want them to go to college, and then they end up in a career that had nothing to do with the course they actually did, or they had no interest in the course. So they've spent three years in a course and then go into a career that's completely different. I had a guy who worked here as a producer going back a while ago and loved radio, but he did a course in sales, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> in sales yeah, and marketing. Yeah. I'm, I'm a teacher by complete accident. <laughs> by accident. I, you you I never know, Graham. <laughs> I know. I, my mom wants me, wants me to be a teacher, so I, that, I was point blank. I'm not sure what I'm doing, but I'm not doing that. Um, I went and did arts because I wanted to go to college and I didn't know what else, what else to do. Arts is the one that this seems to be the go-to <laughs> one when you haven't got a clue what you want. I didn't have a bull's notion. And I, I finished my arts degree and I still didn't have a bull's notion. Again, just, completely just, accidental teacher. No, very, very happy. Love my job, all that kind of business. But um, complete accident. I was meant to be a guard. Right, okay. I think you'd make a good guard, actually. Sorry, Chair. What, what are you so trying to say? Saying, to anyone who did get the results today and don't get their first position in college, an awful lot of people go to college, they apply for that course, and then in week one or week two, they decide it's not for them and they drop out. So don't be disheartened if you didn't get the place that you want to get. You might because you may get it. Anyway. You may get it in the future. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, and you can do it later. When I got into college. Sorry, Graham. <laughs> yeah, again, but it's also you do, um, much as I say I went to college at eighteen. I went back repeatedly at different ages. I mean, first, I, I just started back in college last week. And what do you um, do now? Are you do a master's? Uh, no, I have one of them. <laughs> All right. What, what's, what's, what's after that? Uh, th- well, PhD, but I can't afford that, so I'm doing something else. Do they, by the uh, way, do you, as a school teacher, do you still get an extra five grand a year for having a master's? 
uh, they cut that off in, I'm going to say, 20... I forget what year. Oh, so it's gone now. There, there was a stage you got five yeah. grand extra just for having a Masters, wasn't there? Just, just four and a bit, and I, I was the last year. All right. So, yes, I, I've got it. <laughs> good man, you. Look at you. <laughs> ah, it's good to break. Jer, thank you very much indeed. Graham, thank you very much indeed. Appreciate you coming on the air. Uh, okay, so the, the point that I suppose Graham is making, yes, it's important, uh, but it's not the be-all and end-all. And that's really the message we want to get across today. For those who did well, well done to you. For those who didn't do as well, well done to you too. It's not the be-all and end-all. Also, a special congratulations to Alex Lynch from Cove. I'm just reading here in the Irish Examiner that he's a student, he's over the moon, and he's received eight H1s. He can't get better than that. Eight H1s in the Leaving Cert. Well done to him, by the way. He's one of many students who did really well. Nine students received 625 points, and 16 students received more than 600 points. And he's a student at Christian Brothers College in Cork. Alex, well done to you. What a great achievement and something you'll be very proud of for the rest of your life. Let me go to Bernie. Bernie, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Bernie? Hi, Niall. Greetings from the class of 1976. Woohoo! <laughs> I, I was the class of 79. Oh, you're not far behind me. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. God. Um, yeah. So what was it like in 1976? Well, you know, went into the nun's office. She gave you your, your envelope and uh, you wouldn't be going back to school. She was delighted. Right. And on you went then. I had applied for nursing. As my mother said, I'd be good, you know, get into nursing. It would be permanent and pensionable. And there was a career guidance, I think, starting out in the school, but I, I, she was very new at it. And I suppose she didn't have... Yeah. You know, up to date. So you know, you could fill out the forms for being in the uh, the Marine. Is it the 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 Irish Navy? Uh, yeah, we Army. had a career guidance teacher too. I don't think I ever. I don't even know his name. I don't think I ever met the man. I think I met her once, and I think she just looked at me and went, "Nah, can't do anything with her." <laughs> <laughs> She's a lost cause. Simpleton, <laughs> let her out, let her out. I feel so, like I was telling Tommy Tiernan's story about the, the the lads on the shed. I think we were the girls on the shed. <laughs> <laughs> so now, in though, how old were you then when you decided to be a nurse when you left school? I just turned seventeen, and I right, okay. So I did the, got the results in September, and I was in in October. I started on this third of October, I think. Okay, so to be a nurse in those days, it obviously wasn't the same as being a nurse now. I mean, no. did you did did you go into college, or was it just training in the hospital? You you uh, were uh, brought into the nurses' home, and you lived in the nurses' home for the first two years of your your start. Okay, so you were a student nurse. You were PTS, then you were first year, then you did your exams, and then you went on. And you lived there. And you lived in the nurse's home and you got a, a late pass once a week to get out. Oh, to, um, to escape to go to Copperface Jacks or whatever <laughs> <yeah>. it was. <laughs> it wasn't Copperface Jacks. It wasn't invented. <laughs> so, well, it was the CJs in Salt Hill. Where, where, where were you in Galway? No, you wouldn't no, be in I Dublin. No, I was in, uh, in Baggett Street. All right, okay. So I'm trying to think. It was, this would be the 1970s. Chivago. You would have went. Chivago's. <laughs> Suppose they called it Jivigos. Yeah, we went to Jivigos and they, um, a few of the girls were from the country so we had to go to that. Um, oh, there was an awful place. The Tar Club. The Tar Club. <laughs> club, stop! in the tar club was like a red rag to a bull. But yeah, anyway, but you see, yeah. everybody in those days, all the lads knew which places the nurses went to because there was always this thing back in the seventies that nurses were easy. I don't know what that was all about. I don't, I don't know, know where... that was either. <laughs> not, not my group, no way. I don't know where that <laughs> myth came from at the time. Anyway, so and then you qualified. Then how long did it take you to qualify in those days? 
Well, I took it was three years, but I was doing a four year course because I um I went two years in one hospital and two in another. Right. Okay. And so I qualified then in 1980, I think. Right. Okay. Okay. And, and then into the big bright world. But to be honest, Niall, I mean, I can't even tell you what I got on my leaving cert. If I was honest, I think I failed Irish anyway. I, I would say definitely I failed Irish, but I think I got everything else. But don't ask me what I got. Yeah. And I don't think anyone ever asked me after I. I now here's the thing. I have never in all my years since the day I've left school been asked to produce a copy of my leaving cert. I have never, I don't think. Ever. No. I mean I don't think so either. But you know what? It was it was the start of your adulthood. That's what I felt. I was grown up. Yeah. Um, I was only 17, but I felt I was grown up. I had this piece of paper to say I had been educated and off I went into the big bright world. Now, in hindsight, it means absolutely nothing, but I'm glad that my parents put me, made me stay till I did the leaving cert. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people left in my years at 14, just at, before the intercert, they might have left after the intercert. And they went on to just do as well as I did. I promise you that. They went on and became, you know, they went across the world. They traveled, they educate, you know, they went on. Absolutely. To- I, mean, I mean, look at a text here from PJ McNamara in Yall. And he says, no, I left school in 1979. I was 13 at the time. But I went on to run pubs and nightclubs in the west of London. I rubbed shoulders with the models, singers and stars, film stars, you name it. Times are different now. And unless there's a paper trail back to education now, it counts for nothing. Simple street smarts outdoes education in many ways. Exactly. Like we were street smart because we were from Dublin. But a lot of country people, you know, they wouldn't have known their way around Dublin. I thought we were blessed. We could get the new up bus went where. And I know that sounds very innocent, but that was of the day. But then people of my year were going abroad to London to go nursing. They were going to Scotland they were going you know to America like they they went I, they were very brave like mm-hmm. I was I think that was more of a, a test yeah. reminding them of the leaving cert that was a test of, a testimony to them those people who left these shores to prefer to well, to well that was quite common in those days because Ireland of course had a much smaller population uh, a much smaller demand on the nursing and the hospital service so you know there wasn't enough jobs for everybody so a lot of people left this country and I mean if we were to bring them all back again we wouldn't have room for them all but okay, no. but the other thing is, do you think there's too much pressure on when I say kids, the seventeen and eighteen year olds today, to get a certain degree of you know academic education before they can move on with their careers? Is there too much pressure on them? I think there is, to be honest. I mean, you know, it's lovely to see them study and everything, but within reason and within life, life is is an mm. educator in itself. And uh, I feel that, you know, there is a lot of pressure. Like when I hear them talking about political science there and all those fantastic things, I never even heard of them. I didn't know what they were. No, we wouldn't have known what that was. Well, civics, when I was in school, they introduced a new subject, which was called civics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, I remember that one as well. I don't think I did that right. Listen, Bernie, it's been lovely talking to you. I've run out of time. Listen, thank you very much indeed to the class of 76. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.